for 10,000. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. It is the 24th of March. 24th of March, 2022, four, three. What is it? I don't care anymore. Do you care? After 2020, what does it matter? It's all 2020. It's 2020 part C of the saga that continues. And we are here on a Friday night, and I think it's going to be a good one. You might be saying, wow, a little Blind Melon? Why doesn't he play this more often? That's because I can't play it on YouTube. And we have to take a one-week timeout from YouTube because we were given a strike last night for medical disinformation for speaking with a cardiologist uh, who is the not only the top in where he is in, in his... Uh, his uh, group of doctors, but also one of the top guys in his field in the country, if not the world. So we were, we were punished for, for asking a professional questions about what he does and what he observes in society. Because all the doctors at YouTube, of course, who run YouTube, they are much more highly knowledgeable. So the appeal was, uh, was thrown out in about 10 minutes because one of their nice AI AI interns were there to tackle the issue head on. But you know what that means? That means that we get a nothing stops, obviously, but we get to play some extra music, some things that we don't usually dip into. That might be a problem for Twitch. I know people on Twitch are going to love the music, but it's uh, that's going to get a lot of it's going to get muted on Twitch. That would probably be if I was going to take a guess, the the other place that we'll get kicked off of eventually altogether. But we do what we can, and I'm so glad to have you all here tonight. And I put, Lauren and I put the mailing list to use today. I'm so happy that so many of you, uh, I just noticed that there was about, there's about 5,000 of you who signed up for the free mailing list on quitefrankly.tv. And because you did, you probably knew about what happened to YouTube. You see? Told you, we would only use it in... In, uh, in crisis or celebratory situations. And this wasn't a crisis, but I just want to do anything I can to avoid getting those uh, inevitable emails in the next three or four days. Well, Frank, I don't know where you went, but we can't wait until you come back. Because the YouTube viewers, they just, they don't, they don't go and check out elsewhere. So we mitigate it better now. And it's going to be great to see Rumble and other places blow up. In fact, tonight, I welcome back our uh, our friends on Odyssey. Welcome back to all of our friends who are watching on Odyssey because I that was unfortunately one of the places that I had to cut off of my restreamer over here because it was starting to uh, buffer. And when I had to t make some cuts to be able to stabilize the stream again, unfortunately, Odyssey was one of those places that I cut. I didn't want to do it, but I'm so happy to be there now. And I see a uh, few people are hanging out, are already hanging out with us. It's great to have you there. All right. So, all right, let's go back into our grab bag and do our things. I want to thank all my sponsors on the affiliates page and quite frankly TV. It's just a general plug tonight. Go ahead and check them out. Silver, preparatory needs, recreation, all types of that stuff. Um, I also have somebody in the studio right now. His name is Matt. What's going on, Matt? Hello, Francis. How you doing? 
I'm all right. You know what? We're going to have a good time tonight. Good. I have a nice mix of things we have to look at. I want to examine the the AI-generated images of Trump being arrested. I think that they are really hilarious and amazing. It's making him more powerful. It's me. Magic is coming back again. Well, we'll see. But these are funny as hell. I have a lot. I have a couple other deep fake things I want to show you. And now uh, we have a little bit more has been thrown into the mix on this John Fetterman story. He's oh, back. He disappeared. Oh, oh no. he's back. Oh, he's reappeared, but he's a completely different person now. His face, the shape of his skull, everything is different. It's Maybe they took part of his brain out. It's very weird. Uh, it's a it's a very weird thing. I don't know what's going on. It's almost as stark. Not no no no. Far more stark because you remember. I don't know if you remember this. It was in the summer or so of 2020. You had Kamala Harris that went on television one night, and her eyes were all blacked out, and she had this, this, uh, this, uh, this Joker smile, and everything's very odd about her. We said, "What happened to her face? What happened to her eyes? Who is this? And what is what's going on? Um, are they testing out a clone, or you know, a replicant? What, what is it?" Well, this is far more different because whereas. Kamala had some weird eye and mouth things going on. If this is a real picture that was just released that's supposed to be John Fetterman, his skull is changed. Unless they've been giving him lobotomies and opening him up and reshaping him. I don't know. I don't know, and I don't know, I don't know. Alright, so we got that going on tonight. I also have a thread from C.S. Lewis. I found that clip... Art Bell from 2002 that I told you about there was a call from Maryland that called the Iraq war for exactly what it was going to be starting in 2003 and I, I you remember I, I spoke about this maybe about it was over a week now well I found it I time stamped it I had that ready for you tonight too but then I also have a C.S. Lewis thread by a friend of ours on Twitter who does a lot of great stuff like this that I think would really be good for um, for our perusal, but not only that, as a, as a topic of conversation. And that is the topic of pressure makes diamonds. We all know that that topic. We all know that that's uh, that saying it means in, in, in heated situations, in high uh, pressure situations, it really fortifies a person. It can, it can destroy others. And in that respect, it'll improve on them. And sometimes, as you all know, uh, an emergency is usually the mother of a great invention or an innovation of some type, some type, and suddenly you come out of a tense situation with more knowledge, with more know-how, and a little bit better technology sometimes. I want to know about the times that you had a great accomplishment, that you accomplished something great in a time of great stress. And we'll talk about that as we get there. So for now, let's jump into the grab bag. Ready, Matt? I am. Okay, hold on a second. Let me open this up. There you go. Oh, that's not the one I was looking for. We're going to start from the beginning here. Don't want to get ahead of ourselves now. All right, we're going over to Summit News. Medvedev, Russia. Where's Matt? Hold on. Up there. Okay, here you go. Medvedev warns Germany... Arrest of Putin would be a declaration of war on Russia, because you know that they're they're playing around with those stupid ICC arrest warrants and and uh, really trying to sell, really trying to sell that Putin is a, a 
is a uh, a demon mm -hmm. who is losing and is evil and there's nothing else to this invasion well i'm very sure putin's very scared right now he, he certainly is um russian security council deputy chairman dmitry medvedev has warned germany that any attempt to arrest vladimir putin will re will uh present represent a declaration of war on russia and said moscow could respond by bombing the international criminal court Medvedev made the threat after the International Criminal Court at The Hague issued an arrest warrant for Putin accusing him of perpetrating war crimes by being involved in the forcible transfer of children from Ukraine to Russia. Never mind that Ukraine is the number one child trafficking hotspot in the world or up there top three, no doubt about it. A lot of our, uh, a lot of our friends over here in powerful positions know all about that. Germany, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz said he supported the ruling and during a visit to Japan said no one is above the law. Russia, which doesn't recognize the authority of the ICC and is not a member of it, hasn't reacted kindly. Quote, some idiots, half-wits like the German justice minister, say, well, if he comes, we'll arrest him. Does he understand what that means? Let's imagine the incumbent head of a, of a nuclear state arrives on the territory of, say, Germany, and is arrested. What is this? A declaration of war on the Russian Federation, Medvedev said in an interview Russia media outlets with Russia media outlets. Uh, Medvedev said Moscow would respond by targeting the Bundestag, and the which is the chancellor's office, and so on. The former president even suggested in a telegram message sent to his followers that Russia could bomb the ICC headquarters. Here's the quote. It is quite possible to imagine the targeted use of a hypersonic launch from the North Sea from a Russian ship at the Hague Courthouse. The court is just a miserable international organization, he added, noting that these, those working within it should, quote, carefully look into the sky to see if they can spot Russian missiles. Exciting, right? I think Germany's still upset about World War II. I think they're, they're a little, little uh, <clears throat> salty. Yeah, yeah. Now a chancellor's starting to. What did the chancellor say exactly? They, the chancellor wants to arrest Putin. The chancellor S of Germany. Something along the line said something along the line of no one is above the law. But again, then again, who, whose law and who cares about the ICC? Uh, where yeah, did? But I'm just surprised that we allowed there to be another chancellor in Germany. I know. You remember what the last one did, right? There's been a lot of there's been a lot of chancellors. What they should have done is they should have changed the name. They should have changed the title, chancellor. It's too incendiary. A German <laughs> chancellor? Oh no, not again. <laughs> Who said that? A German chancellor. Shit. All right, here's another one for That's you. That's crazy. Huh. Financial Stability Oversight Council releases nothing burger statement. After much anticipation of the potential for a market moving action, deposit guarantees, backstops, FSOC has released a statement that is a total nothing burger. Today, the U.S. Secretary of the Treasury, Janet Yellen, convened a meeting of the Financial Stability Oversight Council in executive session by video conference. During the meeting, the council heard a presentation from staff of the Federal Reserve Bank of New York on market developments. The council discussed current conditions in the banking sector and noted that while some institutions have come under stress, the U.S. banking system remains sound and resilient, mm. which is a outright lie. I believe it. That's good. Then you will sleep very soundly tonight, knowing that your banking system 
is in uh, good hands. Oh, yeah. I trust it. Well, I, I, my money is in a credit union, which I understand is different from a bank or something. Uh, yeah. In the way that it, it, uh, it issues loans and it's a little bit smaller, a little bit more community-based and... Safer. Yeah, for the most part, we're all working with the same dollar. That's the whole. That's the, when we're talking about what we're in right now, we're all working out with the same dollar. So there are definitely places you can put that dollar, and in better times where we're not working about the stability of the currency itself, there are places that are far more safe than others. And um, but but yeah, the, the big issue is the the baseline. All right, now listen to this. A near-death experience. We got to bring up near-death experience on the show again because we have a lot of new people in the audience, and I want to know what they have gone through in their lives or close to end of life. I died and came back to life. Here's the truth about the white light. This is from the New York Post. Uh, let me hold on. Let me get us off the screen so we can read a little bit better. Although you're probably going to see some skin some skin on the right hand side now there's always some kind of a there's some some kind of a scantily clad woman on the on the side a man who died before being miraculously revived by doctors is speaking out about his incredible experience in the afterlife kevin hill's heart stopped beating for several minutes that's seven minutes yeah, so seven minutes so yeah, he's seven. definitely dead Following complications from a heart valve operation last year, the 55-year-old, whom doctors dubbed the Miracle Man, after he was subsequently resuscitated, told the Southwest News Service on Thursday that he went to a spirit realm following his death. Quote, I wasn't looking down at my body, but I was separate from my body, the Englishman explained. It was like I was in the spirit realm. I was conscious of what was going on, but I had so much peace. Then I just went to sleep and I woke up alive and bleeding. The bleeding had stopped. Um, I knew it wasn't my time to die. Hill told the publication that he did see a bright light. There was no indication that he was heading to heaven. However, he described the overall experience as peaceful. There he is all messed up in bed in the hospital. But here's the thing. There he is not looking too good. Yeah, he looks like he just died. <laughs> He actually looks dead. This is him. This is him. It looks like a picture I would send you guys of myself just dead. This is a picture of him while he was in the afterlife. <laughs> God forbid. He's okay. That's why we can make jokes now. And, you know, actually, Matt, uh, I, I I was just looking through, because when I was looking at these, these Trump AI yeah. uh, pictures of him getting arrested, mm -hmm. it made me think about those pictures that you sent us of you as an old man. Mm. And I went in here and I organized all the pictures tonight on, <laughs> we may have to put them on the screen. I would love to see those again. It's been a long time. And those are always worthy of a laugh. Those are always a laugh. Let's see here. <laughs> Wait, I should, I want to put your death photo up on screen right now. <laughs> Just so we can say, oh, never mind. You know, There's I don't a lot think, of death photos. Yeah, I don't think we ever showed anybody the, the, the two Clinton death photos, like you being killed by the Clintons. Those two are my, like, most prized ones I've done. Yeah, well, they're both they're both with bags over your heads. Yeah. Well, Here. I've been working on one where, like, I, I'm hanging in my basement, but I can't really figure out how to do it yet. You like, I want it to look real. I want it to look like, like my face is, there's no color in oh, it. Oh, come on. Why yeah. do you want to? It's funnier when it doesn't look too real. What about? I mean, well, they have they have those braces. 
They, they, they go around your, your – you know what? Don't even try it. You'll kill yourself by accident. <laughs> don't even – you know what? Just, just don't even do it. Just don't – I think what we do right now is funny enough. Uh, <laughs> no. No, I'm, I'm working on a new Imagine trick. Imagine that, though. Like someone does that and, like, you accidentally do kill yourself. Everyone thinks, like, you actually committed suicide. Like, I don't understand why he did it. Like, he was yeah. so happy. Yeah. I know. I know. And, and that would be the, 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 the messed up thing about the whole, the whole uh, mess. Yeah. It would be, no, no, no. If I, if, if I can put my t- – there, there, there I would be a day later. Then everybody – your family's distraught. They're trying to. They're searching for answers, and I'd be the one to say, if I can offer up um, an idea of what might have happened. Matt had told me. <laughs> <laughs> Matt had told me a couple of weeks ago he was working on. <laughs> he was working on a new, a new death photo. <laughs> he li- he liked to mess around like this. I think he might have just he might have made a mistake, <laughs> and they would have been like, "Oh, okay." <coughs> well, that explains it. At least he was happy. My mom would believe it. Oh, yeah. Well, I. Yeah, I I don't, I don't think that you would kill yourself. So I I would have to offer that up to your mother as as an explanation or a possible explanation. Okay, just don't do it. All right. Well, now let's get back to the story. <laughs> Hill's Hill's health battle began in t- the summer of 2021 when his legs started to swell up due to excess water retention. Doctors discovered the retention was caused by Hill's heart valve having two parts inside of three. Mm-hmm. Instead of three, a two two parts instead of three, a medical issue that requires him to undergo surgery. So they needed to make extra parts of the heart. Yeah, another valve. However, Hill's problems were only just the beginning. After the surgery, after the procedure... The Brit contacted uh, Caliphylaxis. What the hell Cal- is Caliphylaxis. What is it? A serious uncommon disease which calcium accumulates in small blood vessels of the fat and skin tissues. I had the disease for months. My skin was eating away at me, he said. Huh. I had three days where my legs were bleeding out. Do they have pictures of this? Oh. Oh. God. Oh. What the hell? All the things that can go wrong with Man. the human body. And to top it off, they're using derogatory words to describe him, the Brit. I know. This is just terrible. All, all around. Eventually, he lost more than two liters of blood, leading to his death for several minutes. Seven minutes. After he was revived, the Brit was left in excruciating pain, saying, I would cry for hours. My pain level was 100 out of 10. And he, f- he went on to make a full recovery, thank God. And there- and look how much weight he gained. It's a miracle. My gosh. You get a new lease on life like that, and you're going to eat yourself to that weight? Ah. Well, I'm happy that he's alive, but I hope that he starts, uh, starts slimming out. Situation has made him refocus his priorities, he said. I've become more resilient. I know I can bounce back. He can do a lot of bouncing with that belly. Mm-hmm. So I wish him the best. Nothing but the best. All right, 717. Let's go to break. Let's start this one off. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's great to have you all on. Uh, I have shared all of the links to watch this thing live across all of the, quite frankly, socials. If you'd be so kind, sponsor us through your social media presence tonight. 
that's the best thing you can give us right now to help us explore, uh, expand the program and its audience to new places. And uh, and hopefully we create some lifers out of you tonight. If, you're, if it's the first time you're watching, hopefully we create a lifer out of you. All right. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! Okay, it's 7.19-ish. Welcome to the show. So I just want to let you know, again, as you, uh, some of you are probably have probably gone to YouTube, realized we're not there. There's no way I can let anybody know. I can't post on the community tab. I used all of the ways I could to let people know that we will not be there for the next week. I think we should get there by next Thursday, which would be... The first time that Grace, really graceful, comes on the show. That'll be a nice night back. When's she coming on? She's coming on with Thursday night. This upcoming Thursday? Yeah, the 30th. It's her first time on, and uh, you know we've been friends for a while, but uh, she has a new book out. So Yeah, I watch her video. I love her. She's, she does, she's awesome. She does great work. And, yeah. And she's got a new book out, Deep State Encyclopedia. That you should really read All through. Right. I, I've got a copy at home. and uh, come in. If you want to come in, interview. she'll be in. She'll be uh, she'll be on with me, uh, so hopefully we're back on. So we'll be at full strength, and if not, then whatever. But hello to everybody on Theta. Hello to everybody on Foxhole on Rumble, especially Rumble. That Rumble is uh, Rumble, and quite frankly, TV Foxhole. Those are the uh, those are the big ones now. They're the last two tigers left. And then we have Odyssey kicking in tonight. Rockfin, as always, it's nice to have you. Don't forget DLive, and don't forget Twitch. So it's interesting to see where people gravitate to uh, in the middle of a situation like this. But what do we got now? You know, before we get into, you know how I like doing fake news on Friday, Matt? Indeed. The first thing I want to do with you is I want to go to a, a, a short clip of a larger segment on Tucker Carlson the other night. This was on the this was on last night, I think. And he had 
<coughs> um, let me see here. He had Sal Greco on with him. Now, I don't know if you know who Sal Greco is, but he is a... Well, this is what the Vigilant Fox say. I, I, I reached out to Sal Greco a, about a week or two ago on Instagram. We got connected and I told him I would love to have him on the show one day and I and he seems very enthusiastic about coming in next time he is back in because I think he bounces between New York and uh, and uh, Florida but he's a first generation Italian his father came over right from Sicily spent 14 years with the New York Police Department and he is getting uh, persecuted because of his friendship but essentially just because of his friendship with Roger Stone and I want to uh, I want to introduce you to him in this form with his spot on Tucker the other night because eventually one day uh, I'd love to have him in in studio to talk about just life, New York, family, all this stuff. I think that would be a nice conversation to have. And um, and yeah, take a listen to this. The Biden administration has expanded its January sixth dragnet. More than two years later, they're going to round up another twelve hundred people. They say, will Ray Epps be among them? We don't know. But we do know that weaponized law enforcement and the judicial system is going after people like Salvador Greco. Greco is a 14-year veteran of the NYPD. He's got more than 50 medals. No one complained about his service as a police officer. But because he knew a man called Roger Stone, the NYPD fired him from his job. Apparently, Greco violated the criminal association clause in the NYPD patrol guide, which bars cops from contact with anyone, quote, reasonably believed to be engaged in, likely to engage in, or to have engaged in criminal activities. Except here's the thing, Roger Stone is not a criminal. He is politically controversial, and that was enough. Salvador Greco joins us now to explain what happened to him. Mr. Greco, thank you so much for coming on. I hope we didn't oversimplify that. You were fired for knowing Roger Stone? That's uh, correct, Tucker, and thank you for having me tonight. Of course. Ostensibly, I had a 14-year career in the NYP, but unblemished record. And uh, one day, I believe somebody was irked that I had a relationship and a friendship with Roger Stone, and that ensued a 19-month witch hunt. And they ultimately terminated me, saying that my relationship with Roger Stone would be corrosive that I can, if I had a continued employment with the New York City Police Department. And that's why I had to uh, sue the NYPD in the city of New York. Can you imagine, and I, there's more to this, obviously, but can you imagine in the state that the city is in, the state that the police department is in, the state that they're uh, uh, just crime, everything, community relations, if you got a good cop, you got a, a good asset on your hands with somebody like this, and, and to just squander any kind of resource you have, human or otherwise, in a time like this, because he know he just knows and he's friendly with Roger Stone. Yeah, well, maybe they don't want good cops. I don't think they do. If they fire him for that, I mean, that's <laughs> no. Yeah, I think they jumped off of that bandwagon a long time ago. I, it's a, it's a little bit weird as a standard. I mean, of course, they don't want cops consorting with criminals, taking bribes, of course, fencing fencing stolen merchandise, etc. But I know a lot of cops from New York who know a lot of underworld figures. It doesn't mean they themselves are criminal. And Roger Stone's not an underworld figure. He's not a criminal. So, like, how does this even make sense? Well, this rule, Tucker, has been in the books in the MIP and the patrol guy for about 40, maybe 40 or 50 years, I'd say. And they arbitrarily apply this rule depending on who they want to apply it to. Because as you know, uh, Tucker, a few weeks ago, the police commissioner or somebody in the New York City Police Department invited uh, Cardi B to the police academy, which is a secure police facility, and she is a convicted criminal and known 
gang member, along with being adversarial to the police department. Now, if you invite her to the police academy and stating that she was there for a mentorship, which, remember, there is no exceptions to that rule that they terminated me on, then how is she allowed to associate and parade around the police academy with numerous officers? And if you're saying that the police commissioner didn't approve this, then there's a breakdown in structure in, in, in the New York City Police Department, and it should, there should be somebody disciplined. But to this day, no one's been terminated, no one's been disciplined. And Mayor Adams should step in here and actually terminate the police commissioner stating using that very rule that they terminated me for. There can only be one rule, Tucker, and one standard. You can't say that Roger Stone is bad, but Cardi B is good. Do you think just, I mean, it's theoretical, of course, but that if Roger Stone had, instead of being a Republican activist, had been a hot lady rapper with a felony record, that you would still have your job? I believe, Tucker, 100%, if this was not only Roger Stone, but more importantly, if this didn't have anything to do with anyone associated with President Trump, because yeah, that seems to be the mantra here, then this would have never happened. I would have. There you have it. There you have it. So. It's elementary school shit. You can't be friends with him. I know. Or we're not going to be friends with you. I know. You can't hang out with us. That's it. And so Sal Greco out, Cardi B in. Hey, she was a hooah. Uh-huh. So. True. It is true. I can't wait to have him on the show. I think he's a, he's a cool guy. And I, I just want to learn more about, I want to talk family history. I want to talk New York. I want to talk about things he's seen on the job. Just a whole bunch of stuff. I, I'm sure that that would be a great show. I'll make sure that that you know the night I, that he comes in, whenever it happens. No rush, obviously. All right, let's jump into the. You want to go do some fake news with the Babylon Bee? Actually, this is not fake news. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Are you sure? I said, do you want to look into the mirror? It's kind of real. Yeah, let's look into the mirror with Babylon Bee. Headline. Hunter wishing he'd known about this hush money concept a whole lot earlier. <laughs> hush money concept. <laughs> He's like Michael Scott. Yeah. The smartest man I know, said Joe. <coughs> okay. Putin impressed with American system of, prose uh, of prosecuting political opponents. <laughs> Interesting. Good job. Good job. Headline, pilot welcomes passengers aboard and reassures them he was not a diversity hire. Yes. Uh, you, you see how bad that has been, right? Well, Just uh, everything from the, the hiring of pilots on diversity quotas and also the nominee for the FAA, Joe Biden's nominee for the FAA. I mean, his court nominees have been absolutely embarrassing as well, where they don't, they don't even know um, basic constitutional law. Oh, I saw that. That's yeah, just I saw inc that. incredible, incredible. But yeah. boy, yeah. I, well, between that and all of the shots, it what was his name? Michael Yoder. Somebody. I think his name was Michael Yoder. He's a um, an American pilot. And I was w talking about this. I almost brought it up yesterday with Dr. Peter McCullough when he was on the show, because I had seen this and I had seen that it's somewhere. Dr. McCullough had commented on it, or at least recognized the story. And that was the fact that some people estimate that up to 80% of, of American pilots have been vaccinated, and that there is a lot, uh, there is a lot more spike of mid-air 
situations, health crises going on with with people either having cardiac arrest or some kind of a yeah. an issue where pilots have to relinquish control to their co-pilots, and because you, you know already that um, if you have blood clot issues, you can't go on airplanes because oh, I didn't the, know that. the altitude the high altitude actually moves the blood clot along quicker and it can get up to your heart and that's why you know so when you have blood clotting issues and of course we know that that is a major a major drawback from everything that's been shoved into people so i i read i read that and i said oh damn i had been wondering about what has been going on in the planes i i don't know i really don't know what it would take to get me to get back into one of those damn planes just too weird anyway between that and the diversity stuff let's see a couple more headline trump exploits little known legal loophole where you avoid indictment by not committing a crime (laughs) there's that's always that's always a good thing and he's always on top of the ball there all right what else we have i don't know what that is okay Headline, trans community feeling unsafe knowing there's a hockey player somewhere out there not wearing a pride jersey. <laughs> yeah, the, the Stahl brothers, Mark and Eric Stahl are the newest fellas not to do it. What team are they on? Oh, I don't know. I th- one used to be a Ranger. Eric Stahl used to be on the Rangers. I don't know if he still is. No, Good for not. them. Yeah, I never understood that. Oh my gosh, there there are people who don't want to wear our battle flag. I uh, I feel unsafe. You do? Okay, whatever. Uh, headline: Gen Zier. Gen Zier painstakingly uncapitalizes every letter in a text to make it seem like she's not trying. Okay. Trump asks Chat GPT for better DeSantis nicknames. <laughs> Yeah, Meatball Ron is... Uh, I don't know. I like Meatball Ron. It's, it's old school. He's it a me- that guy's a meatball. That guy's a meatball. <laughs> meatball Ron DeSantis. <laughs> Ron DeSanctimonious. Uh, here's another one. Headline. Government demands TikTok stop spying on Americans as that's their job. <laughs> Headline. Trump to be indicted for removing mattress tag in 1997. <laughs> Polyurethane. Headline, TikTok CEO warns banning app could allow kids to grow up into happy, functional adults. That's true. They they won't be uh, lighting themselves on fire and holding their breath. My aunt, you know, because she still begrudgingly works in education around here. She says it's the worst it's ever been as far as what what children do to Uh, teachers. Elementary school? Yeah. Oh, okay. She says that some kids... She and there's nowhere to stop, no way to stop them because of course, what are you going to do? Put your hands on kids, slap them in the face. Some ch- children, students, will hold their breath. They will hold their breath until they they pass out. It's a challenge. They they try to say who can hold their breath the longest and actually lose consciousness. She says she says it happened. She said again, it just happened in her classroom like a week and a half ago. Someone went down. I said, my God. I mean, we did stupid stuff. We we found ways to entertain ourselves. We Yeah, I would like throw books out the window if the window was open. That's what me and Diego would do. We just like one would be in there like, you know, the bookshelf or whatever. Yeah. Just throw them out and see how many we can throw out there in one period of class. You know what I loved? You know what I just remembered for some reason? I remembered uh Johnny. 
we were in a we were in a you know miss zach she had a she had a really when we were doing our christmas plays she was very serious about these christmas plays my father would help out with plays and stuff like that too but when we did a christmas carol you know i was bob cratchit and johnny was the ghost of christmas present of course because because he's a he was just a, a bigger bigger kid so that you know they put a beard on him and he's ghost of christmas present so um there's that woofing sound again what the fuck i don't know anyway in the middle of like going through we we're going through the book going through the script and all that and i heard this i heard this uh, johnny said i'm gonna you dare me to go and and jump down the stairwell he t he said we're in the basement here like in the art studio or something so there's a stairwell right outside the door okay. so you walk out of the of the art classroom and then there is a stairwell to go back upstairs to okay, the second so floor so like a school like a normal yeah okay right. like 12 15 steps or whatever yeah and then it goes up platform goes up and spirals up he says he says i'll because this is at the time when he was telling us he's an angel that he said oh, this was during school well it was after school but it was pretty much school because all the teachers. No, are... I meant like it, like during school age years. Oh yeah. Oh, all right. I thought it was after. Yeah, no, he I was. I, in, I was in seventh grade and he was in eighth. Okay. So he said, because uh, this is at this time where he's telling us that he is a vampire, an angelic vampire, and he can't, he can't die. He said, no, I, no, I, I can't die. I'll prove it to you. I'll, I'll, I'll jump down. I'll jump down the uh, a little flight the, of stairs. Flight of stairs. No, it was, it was several flights. He says, I'll jump down. Okay, so I said, I said, all right, Johnny, whatever. Yeah, go ahead, jump down the stairs. <laughs> so he left. He left the classroom, and uh, I didn't see that he took a book bag with him. Okay, <laughs> he took somebody's book bag. It was obviously a heavy one, and he must have walked three flights up, and then he screamed <laughs> like ah, like, you know, as, as if he's falling. He screamed as he threw this book bag. Oh, it must have happened. We didn't see it, so we heard a big bang and him screaming <laughs> as before it hit. So, and of course, of course, it was amazing to watch Miss Zach run out, make sure to realize that everybody was okay, and then start disciplining him. But you know, that's funny. You know, it's ridiculous. It's funny. Years later, you can look back on it and laugh. Holding your breath until you lose consciousness—it's so it's stupid. It's—it's it's stupid. Think of something better to do. I don't know. Is it better than eating Tide Pods? Is it better than burning themselves? Remember they were lighting themselves on fire. Listen, I, I understand the Tide Pods. I don't. I un I understand the Tide Pods, especially because if you put yourself into the mindset of a dumb child, and when we talk about middle schoolers today. We're talking about five, six, seven-year-olds 70 years ago, okay? It's a completely different thing. So if you understand the, the mentality of the, the, the children today and popular culture today and how debased and fucking Neanderthal caveman-ish it is, then, you, then I start realizing how it's possible for them to pick up the old school Tide Pods that were really squishy and whatever, and it looks like a big gusher. Yeah, it looks tasty. Yeah, it looks tasty. It does. I, you know, th this is why you have to look after after toddlers and stuff. They're going to try to bite things just because of the texture. They, they do things that they're not supposed to. You just have to apply that mentality to pop culture today, and you understand at least where it comes from. It's not any less tragic that we're this stupid. 
But um, anyway, let's do one more of these. One more. Here you go. Headline, grand jury canceled as the DA unable to find any jurors awesome enough to be Trump Trump's peers. So listen, I want to get into this. Here's the next thing I want to do. Oh, before we get into the, the, the DA, because I have some AI for you, but this is not AI. Here is what was just released. Everybody was wondering what the hell has been happening with Fetterman. We can't find anything with John Fetterman, the senator for Pennsylvania. Well, he has been spotted again, and apparently the guy on the right, the guy mm. on the right is supposed to be John Fetterman. He got his ears. Uh, his ears sewed. are pinned back. His nose is different. His his skull has been elongated. Um, I don't even know. Now this is I I checked over and over and over again. And for reference, here is the picture that was just released. Now I don't know that you can see the the face of absolute disgust on the wife, but then again I think that's the way that she actually held um the original Fetterman in con that same kind of contempt and disgust. I believe that, no doubt about it, but this is obviously not him. I don't know what what accounts for this. He wears the same cl frumpy clothes. Uh, got the guy, they got the height down, but there he is before, and this is what we were just given. Look at that. That's, that's like fucking Mark from down the block or something like that. That's not the same guy. What the hell are they doing? I have it's it's just so odd. They probably found this guy on the street. They're like, "Yo, look, we'll give you this much money if you walk around and act like you don't know what the fuck is going on." I feel bad for the clone because it's so bad they're probably going to kill him. They're He's, probably gonna, they're probably going to kill him. He's like, "Oh no. Oh no. I feel bad for the clone. They're probably going to dispose of him so he doesn't talk." But that's just crazy how they're not even trying anymore. Um now here's a little something that I wanted to show you. This is a, a this is AI. Now you're gonna know because even though the audio, cloned audio is getting really, really good, as we heard from that Joe Biden tirade about transgenders uh, back in, I don't know when the <clears> hell it was. <throat> that was incredible. I think that was probably early February when we did that. But this right here is the voice of Alvin Bragg. He's the DA in New York. That piece, was piece of shit. Yeah. Well, here is the AI replicating his voice to speculate. This was released this morning by you know it was passed around on Twitter and elsewhere that this was his um, pre-recorded address to the public next week when he drops all the charges on Donald Trump. Take a listen. Take a listen to this. Uh, and here you go. Like I said, the video is, is bad, but if you're in podcast land, this is going to come off real nice. This is a really tough day, uh, not just for me, but for all New Yorkers and all Americans. Ever since I was a young man, it was my dream to be an attorney, to stand for the law and put criminals behind bars, to focus on the victims of crimes, to bring diversity to the community, to make a difference. That's what makes this so very, very difficult. So I'm just going to say it. It is with an extremely heavy heart that I must announce that the New York District Attorney's Office, after an extensive thorough investigation, has decided to drop all charges against Donald Trump. Furthermore, due to my deteriorating mental health, 
both as a result of the stress of the case as well as Jack Posobiec's relentless attack and bullying against me, targeting my weight and repeatedly calling me Fat Alvin, implying I'm a member of the Chipmunks. For the record, I am not. I hereby resign from my position as the district attorney of New York. Now, if you excuse me, I'm off to go indulge in some very delicious chocolate vanilla swirl pudding and eat my feelings. This is a real... So Jack Posobiec was obviously uh, the main driver behind this. But not only did he drop the charges, he admits that he's in declining health and he just outright resigns. Now, this is funny, but I'm telling you, this is going to get dangerous. These, This is going to get dangerous, these types of things. Hold on. I want to hear the admission of poor health again. Hold on. It is with an extremely heavy heart that I must announce that the New York District Attorney's Office, after an extensive thorough investigation, has decided to drop all charges against Donald Trump. Furthermore, due to my deteriorating mental health, <laughs> both as a result of the stress of the case as well as Jack Posobiec's relentless attack and bullying against me, targeting my weight and repeatedly calling me Fat Alvin, implying I'm a member of the Chipmunks. For the record, I am not. I hereby resign from my position as the District Attorney of New York. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, I'm done. That's it. My career is over. That's good. It's good. It's good. It, you know, well, <laughs> I just, uh, what are you going to do? Oh, great record. <laughs> great record. We learned a lot from great it. Record. Great record. Great record. Great record. So. We are the great ones. Don't you shut the fuck up. All right. So that's, that's what I wanted to put out there. A little bit more <laughs> fake news for you. But as far as AI goes, that brings me to the Trump arrest photos. <laughs> now this is from the New York Post they, they said it's eerie I think that they're hilarious Eerie Eerie deepfakes claiming to show Trump's arrest Spread across Twitter Twitter was flooded Wednesday With AI generated deepfake photos Of former President Donald Trump Resisting arrest and trying to run from police <laughs> Ahead of his potential <laughs> no. No. No, this, is... <laughs> this is why this is so funny this is why this is so funny. Because, hold on. <laughs> Don't look. Don't look ahead. Don't look. <laughs> These pictures are so fucking amazing. All right. So, well, where is it? Hold on. Let me put this back in the back in the file there too. Now, now listen. The best thing about these pictures, especially the struggle pictures. <laughs> the struggle. The struggling. Pictures. Just when you look at all this, remember that Donald Trump would have had to first fly, voluntarily fly from Florida to New York. <laughs> all right, hold, let's get to it. Here's the first one up. Ready? There, uh, here is Trump in the courtroom realizing he's guilty and he's crying. Look. Okay. <laughs> the, the weeping uh, is just, it's ridiculous. Uh, here's another one for you. Here's running. <laughs> the running is the is my favorite thing. Okay, look at this one. 
now he now he's he's struggling. Now the the, the thing here is remember keep in mind he had to first fly from from Florida to New York to voluntarily hand himself over. He did all of that stuff. He even asked for the for everything to be filmed and all. He wanted to be handcuffed, but once he got here, he thought second. He had second thoughts. <laughs> And he he no longer <laughs> no longer wanted to be arrested, and he started fighting with the police. And he flees on foot, as if there's ever a chance. Look, this I love this. <laughs> he just sits he down. He just sits down. He's not taking it. Not taking it for everybody. <laughs> now this one, Matt. Here's a little bit more. This but this, they rip his sleeve off. Yeah. Well, he's struggling. He's he's sleeve ripped. He's jacked. This one right here, when he's on the floor and he's just. He looks like they're like a shark, and they're all trying to wrangle a shark on a beach. All right. Goddamn right, it would take that many people to get him down. You're right. You're right. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and it looks like the hands of a ninth police officer trying to keep this bull on the ground. Now, somebody had put a caption to this one. I don't know on what what message board it was. It maybe Reddit, maybe something else. Listen to the caption on this one. Here it is. One officer said, quote, it was like he was Samson. He threw threw us around like rag dolls. He broke handcuffs and pepper spray only made him stronger. He dodged tasers like Neo. I've never seen anything like it. He grabbed me by the pussy and I don't even have one. It's just great. (laughs) Like Samson. That was my favorite line, the Samson line. (laughs) It was like Samson. So I, 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 some of these have got to be turned into T-shirts. And think of the clothing lines that people are going to be able to make. Like seriously, this is all AI generated. So you can go to one of those Chat GPTs or whatever these generators are, and you give it types of, you give it some kind of imagery to work off of, to make composites of, and you tell them exactly what you want to see. Like for example, and 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 it just generates these. This uh, some of it is really amazing stuff. And it brings imaginations to life, and it brings even dreams to life. I watched, um, you know, I can show you a little, a little bit of it. Maybe, maybe some of you guys would like it. But there's this one YouTube account that I found of a guy who does. Um, he takes metal and hard rock songs, and he creates music videos for them by only pairing it up with AI imagery by putting the lyrics of the songs into these AI art generation machines or whatever, and it comes back with something. So for example, the first one I saw, I don't know who sent it to me, um, AI, oh, it was Creeping Death, I think. Let's see, hold on. Yeah, okay, it's that old metalhead, that old metalhead guy, four months, uh, four months ago. Now, I'm going to play just a little bit. This is Creeping Death by Metallica, which is a story of, you know, Exodus, pretty much. And uh, it's just incredible, the stuff here. Hold on. Let me see here. Ready? Hold on. Let's get to some of these. All right, good. We're right at a good spot. Take a look at this, Matt, and everybody at home. 
Now, this is all just generated from the lyrics and I guess the music or, or whatever. So it, it takes, and you can see, it pulls in some imagery from pictures of the band Metallica that they found on the internet. Like, that's clearly James. That looks like it, it's, uh, it's Kirk over there. Or, and there's like, there's weird, there's guitar references, everything. I guess that has to be old Lars. I, I don't know here, but, but take a look at this. Ready? Hebrews born to serve to the Pharaoh. This is all AI. It's pretty sick. Be chorus. sick right that is pretty cool you know and, and he does he does ai ai music videos for all types of other stuff too like i forgot the other any, one like uh, led zeppelin shit i don't know i don't know um oh he did battery for Meta by metallica too i didn't see that there is uh judas priest here oh shit sober by tool that is gonna be nuts i haven't watched that that was a month ago huh I'm gonna put that on my, my watch later. Gonna have to see that later on. See what the hell is going on there. But yeah, so so what I was getting to is the one thing that the one thing that you know is is going to be a lot easier is for people who otherwise did not have the ability to bring what was in their minds as concept art for either um, for clothing lines or anything like that. They didn't have the ability to get what they see out of their mind onto paper or something like that. They don't have any kind of artists that they can go to that can do fair renderings and really bring it to life. Mm -hmm. For them yeah. to be able to get products like that by just putting lyrics in sometimes and creating your own premise for the machines to generate, I mean, uh, there's gonna be some really good uh, Etsy, Etsy uh, sites popping up with new clothing lines, people that are just using AI generated art to hit on a certain theme of clothing. Because there's a lot there, especially with the Trump ones. I would wear some of those Trump shirts, <laughs> especially him struggling in like, almost like a lion, lion-like strength. With the quote on the picture? Yeah. He was like, Samson. Yeah, the Samson. The golden hair. Um golden hair they arrest donald trump i'm gonna fucking kill myself don't kill yourself oh no, hold on here this is even the funniest one <laughs> they generated photos of donald trump the donald trump's children crying because of the conviction here is uh, i guess this is don jr take a look at this one look at how much all the tears there's so much te oh there's also sweating going on man he's really weeping wailing just wailing away there so, but listen to this. This is what we'll end uh, end the the first half with. In the second half, we other thing have other things to do. As far as AI goes, someone asked the question: Why even bother doing anything now that AI can just do it for you? What's that anything? Somebody showed. I think this is on eight uh, chan. That 
Former employees, former Tinder employees last month created a new startup with GPT-4, okay? So it's another AI chat generator that automatically talks to chicks on Tinder and lines up dates for you, all right? It will swipe for, uh, similar faces as the ones you have swiped in the past and talks in whatever tone you select, automatically flirting, conversing, using great icebreakers. This shit will change the game. No more flaky attention whores and conversations that go nowhere. No more swiping on the toilet. Just get your calendar auto-booked with dates, bro. It's all happening so fast. AI oh, is making my head spin. Look at this. Ready? Here's a, uh, a screenshot of it. This is uh, the stuff on the right is sent by AI. Hello, Mr. Italia. Hey, you look like a heartbreaker. Definitely the opposite. This is the, the AI right now. Uh, so you're the kind of girl I can introduce to my sweet Italian mother? Yes, absolutely. Cool, let's grab ice cream this week. Uh, send, me your, send me your number. Okay, and then she just sends her number. Boom. Now, yeah, right. You don't think that this is the case? They're both AI? No, just the right is AI. Just the right. A, a, a really quick opening, a quick pitch, a, a comment about a mother, and a quick pitch to go get ice cream. You don't think that that would work? That would definitely work, no doubt. And if you ha maybe, and maybe some people would would resist a little bit more, and it would be back and forth, and who knows? But the thing is that you are getting this <clears throat> machine to auto generate yeah. this, and it'll be different. Because it, it, you know, obviously it's going to respond to what is sent at it, and it'll be different responses, and it just really clones your kind of tone and and uh, and your approach to conversing with people, and it's just doing this auto. Yeah, I can never can can predict what I would say. That's not the point. That's not the point, and that's the biggest problem. If this AI is out there hooking people one way or another, mm -hmm. a, a nice sharp opening good wit, seems like he loves his mother, all that stuff, and they, they seem really for, uh, uh, warm and fuzzy, and then all of a sudden the woman shows up and the guy is a little awkward and antisocial. It definitely doesn't seem like the same person that they're- He's not six feet tall. He's not, oh yeah, well I don't know if it's gonna lie about something like that, but you can definitely tell it's not the same vibe as you got when you were just rocking and rolling on, on Tinder. Here, here's somebody, a couple of people in the comments said this too. What happens when everyone is using AI? It just starts putting random people on blind dates <laughs> that haven't talked to, or talked or seen one another before. Yeah. Now, I mean, that is a blind, that's, how blind do you go into a blind date? How blind are you when you go in? You know, oh, I never went on one. I never got set up on a blind date. I never set people up on a blind date, but I know what they are. Do you get any kind of, you just got to trust the people who are doing it or, or what? Because, I don't know, if you're into the blind date thing, why not have AI just line up dates for you all, all, uh, all week? The one thing that will suck is that it is not a very good story of how you guys met. Here's the other thing, though. Is AI going to be able to tell if it's a dude or a chick that it's sending the message to? What if it's hitting on, for like a straight dude, what if it's hitting on well, another dude? I don't know how Tinder works, <clears throat> but I have to imagine that, um, d don't, aren't you prompted to say what you're interested in? Well, either or, what if the, you know, the, tr the transgender person well, just the, puts down that like they're female and then... 
I mean, that's gonna that that would have always been a problem you encountered uh, one way or another when you show up and and you realize something is off and oh god, this is a twink in a wig. <laughs> you know, that, that's you. That's just good, something you're gonna have to sniff out on your own, I guess. Just just sniff them out. Uh, let's see. Oh, listen, Joanne says uh, as pertaining to the AI setting people up on Twitter. We're going full circle back to arranged marriages, except this time it's AI setting it up and not your parents. Mm. Mm. I'm telling you, just, it's just bad origin stories for couples. Your, your, your origin story is, I mean, listen, you, you meet how you meet. I had, a, I, I had an ex-girlfriend that I met accidentally through show, show, um, show promotion. What do you mean, show promotion? Back in 2007, and... And um, I think it was actually a MySpace bot that had gotten me to uh, it linked up with uh, a girl that was would become my girlfriend for a little while. And see, that's not a really good. That's a shitty thing. I mean, thank God they would never have lasted. But thank God because what a terrible story to tell your children if you ever had them. Oh yeah, well I had I put a a MySpace crawler out there and your mom bounced back. Um, in fact, our first interaction wasn't even me. It was an automated message that went out there because I wanted more people to watch my radio show. It's not, um, but this is completely different. Can mm. you imagine coming home from work and all of a sudden you see that you have four dates lined up the next week and you didn't do anything? I'd be like, what the fuck? Oh, man. I'm like, I ain't going on four dates. I'd be like, oh, I ain't going on one date. I got to cancel all these dates. Fuck that. Oh, terrible. Uh, here's another one. Tap Rack Miss says, it just shows how mundane the interactions on dating apps have become if a robot can do the job. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, here's another one. In other words, dating apps are so easy to use that even an LLM, LLM, LLM AI can do it. If you're looking to maximize opportunity and minimize effort, just grab my free ebook on this exact subject. Oh, so there you go. He's selling an ebook. Is a little bit more than that. Anyway, anyway, don't, that is our AI update in our fake news first half. When we come back on the other end, I'm going to go back in time with you. I want to show you this this coast to coast clip from 2002 that I told you about a week and a half ago. I found it, and then I want to read through a C.S. Lewis article that I think that will may, maybe spur some calls of its own. But either way, we're going to open up the lines and end the week that way. All right. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for the time, and we will be right back. It's intermission time, folks. Time out. Press the like button. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Yeah, intermission. 
are now entering quite frankly 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 Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Not quite. Let's go, Quite frankly in Roma Italia. Quite frankly. You going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? Okay, so we're back. You know, before we go into the the stuff that I have lined up for you here and can't get all your calls before the official work week ends. I know we still have tomorrow night. We'll have some fun tom tomorrow night. We're going to do the thread. We'll do other things, but we're going to read through the thread of the weirdest things you've ever had removed from your body. And that was inspired by the news of that Chinese boy who had a parasitic twin removed from inside of his skull that his twin had been trapped inside of his skull and had actually expanded and was taking up space that his brain needed and it had to be removed and um so i wanted to i here is the just a reminder for those of you out there who want to put some last minute last minute entries to this here is the thread. It is pinned to the top of the forum on quitefrankly.tv. Just go to quitefrankly.tv, click forum, and at the top of that, you will see this. And what is on it? Well, here we go. Have you ever had anything strange removed from your body? And what is the details of this? Joey Ramone, parasitic twin. We'll talk about that. I don't care if it's a twin, a leech, a tapeworm, an earwig, a five-pound skin tag, or a synthetic implant from an alien abduction. And I'm serious about that. Leave us some stories below. Now, we have nearly, up into maybe about three or four entries. And all of them are really good, which is why I know that we can do this already. Because three or four stories are good enough to take some, get some calls coming in. But I would love for you guys and gals to take another look at that thread. Especially if you have a story you want to tell. I would love to read it on tomorrow night's show. I think it's perfect Saturday night material. Um, and there you have it. And also, please, it would be wonderful if you would consider sponsoring the show on a monthly basis if you have not already. And you can find that on the Sponsor Us tab on quitefrankly.tv. Monday through Friday, I'm doing this. A lot of work that I love dearly. And the fact that so many of you enjoy it every night makes it that much more thrilling to, uh, to, to shoulder the stress. And because that sometimes it's a lot more stressful than others. But it's, uh, it's a passion and I think that we're going to be in it for the long haul. But this is the kind of operation, a new media operation. It's a new age, a new media, and you're funding it. 
and that's the only way that it grows it's the only way that it has more money in its uh it's a uh, more money to reinvest into itself and expand and start new projects that support it and that's what the, the network is that's what all of the published works that i want to do coming up is all about i'd love to do some directing i have a lot of things written and and for me to be able to spin all these plates i need a crew in each project so don't ever worry about oh i only i can only pledge two dollars a month it doesn't matter if 10 percent of this audience pledged two dollars a month we would be um we would be in great shape only 10 percent of the audience and that's really um a testament of how well we are doing with so little and i uh, i can't i can't tell you how appreciative i am thank you guys so much and it's also a testament of how big the audience is too you know 10 percent of 10 people is one so Thank you guys so much. I I can't express my gratitude often enough and in fresh ways, but I am very grateful to do this every night. All right, let's go into the grab uh, into the super chats. Quite frankly, superchat.com, but there's a lot more people watching on Rumble tonight and oh my gosh. If you remember what it used to be like watching, quite frankly, on YouTube prior to April of 2020 when you can still send a super chat, it's back again. You have Rumble Rants. You can use those. And we also have the gold pills on quitefrankly.tv, powered by Foxhole. Let's go to quitefranklysuperchat.com. Shake and Bake says, Good evening, Lord Francis. Regarding the morning show discussion about uh, coronal mass ejections, there was another world-ending ending CME in 2012 on July 23rd, just like this one that happened two to three days ago. We missed that one by about nine days due to the sun's rotation. Uh, I've, I've been hearing about this. Obviously, I watch a lot of sub suspicious observers. I have not spoken to my buddy Max about this. He should have been the first call that I made. Should ask Jim Lee about it. I, my, my buddies Phil and my buddies Lee they're both uh, from Alabama, good friends of mine from a long, long time ago. And they've been telling me about this coming, that we, we've been jointly keeping in touch and keeping tr track of all the, the KP index. You know, the KP index of just solar cosmic rays bombarding the Earth and how that has... I mean, if you pay a lot of attention to um, manifesting man, uh, any kind of techniques of manifesting reality meditation uh vibration it's all really important to know what days you're going to be far more influential than others and the kp index is something that a lot of people who practice and really try to hone law of attraction they pay attention to it and they they practice their visualization practices are always on days that uh, that we're really getting charged up and apparently <clears throat> this CME was so big that it would have been the Carrington event that everybody has been warning about for a long time that we would have been blasted into the Stone Age and uh, I, and I think that uh, any of you who have watched Jim Lee's episodes on this show that discusses in any shape or form any way shape or form cyber attacks EMPs and what the fallout of those would be then it's just the same exact thing the same exact thing we're talking about mass die off of most of the population within about 30 to 60 days gone but uh i i didn't know maybe i did know i wasn't paying attention or i didn't retain it in 2012 
interesting stuff. Dr. Cox says, even during the darkest times, you're able to make our evenings bright. All credits to you and your work ethic. It shows. Hashtag team beef liver. Yes, a lot of beef liver. A lot of it. Well, capsules for me. Anyway, KT Sky D says super chat for the super long email I sent in. You rule. Thank you, Katie. Shotzi just said great show with Peter McCullough last night. Lots of laughs tonight. Happy Friday. That's the way I like it. I like I like Thursdays to be mind bending, relaxing, maybe a little bit spooky. Thir- uh, Friday we could do more spooky, more mind bending, but it definitely has to be a relaxing night. I mean, there's some Fridays that are, that are heavy lifting nights just because the breaking news is unavoidable. But thankfully, that's not tonight. All right, what else do we have? Over here on Rumble, we've got a rant from Cat Sky D. Says, you rule, Frank. Again, thank you. A super chat and a Rumble rant. That's so nice. Over on Foxhole, Jesse, thank you so much. Sean Joe, thank you. Witchy Poo, good evening, everyone. Good, e- good evening, Witchy. Ballsy says, been lurking since 2008. Keep up the needed work. Lurking since 2008. Really? You're a Ustream? You're a Ustream Zadal's in New York viewer? I'd love to hear that story. Because there, there was still, you know, quite frankly, it was about two or three years after 2008. We were streaming, but it was a totally different... That would be something else. Cave Toad says, oh crap, I need to get off my ass and post on the concert thread. Cave Toad, thank you so much. Sent a fleet. That is, that's so nice. And yes, get in the concert thread. We're going to be doing that very soon. Thank you, Cave Toad. Boys Blanc. Jay Jewel says, Frank and Matt, would you wish my mom a happy 93 years young? Her name is Pauly. Thank you. Happy. Happy, happy birthday, Pauly. 93 years old. Man, that's wonderful. That's that, that's how old Tony is. Does Paulie ever watch? Uh, Jewel, you gotta let me know. Does Paulie, does Mama Paulie, ever watch when Tony Tony Black is on the show? That must be. Hopefully, it is a trip for her. Uh, and and uh, it's nice to see a throwback like that. But I want to know more about Paulie. But in the meantime, I hope that she has a wonderful birthday, Mister Pete says WGAT what the hell was that sound Frank what sound it was the sound of a tool chest a tool chest I don't know what the sound was uh, let's see here deep fakes are already dangerous but that is a hilarious clip yes no I mean it's obvious that we're going to have a, a steady stream of comedy that comes from these AI cloned audio files but but it's this is this is this is bad no doubt about it because we're not very discerning people we're not very discerning and eventually the wrong thing is going to be put out at the wrong time and you're not going to be able to stop it you're not going to be able to stop the 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 wave of rage the ripples it just doesn't work that way because then people just get get so caught up in being righteously indignant and uh, that that they'll find new ways of being angry to keep it going if they even the first reason was was proven wrong. That's the way we go. Uh, let's see here. Cave Toad, thank you again. River Pikes is funny stuff tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. 
Thanks for showing us the creeping death AI thing. Wow, going to burn some soul on uh, on JTube tonight. Stostube says, always great to end the week with a Friday night chuckle fest. Thank you, Matt and Frank. Thank you, Stostube. Stostube sent fleets and cookies. My gosh, thank you so much. That's a wonderful, wonderful gift to the show. Cave Toad again says, Stostube called out chuckles. Now I like the term chuckleheads. Maybe a Friday theme. Yes, Friday uh, chuckleheads. Friday, the Friday cereal. I don't know, it's just so much. Witchy Poo sends over cookies and Mr. Pete a can, and it just keeps coming. The fleets and the cookies, and I'm being embarrassed now. Embarrassment. Secret Weapon says, here's mine. Sent it on in. Cave Toad, I doubt that a solar flare could end up as an EMP. Can you ask Jim Lee for us sometime? Yes, it, I definitely will. And yeah, well, you have to read about Ca the Carrington event, or a Carrington event. You, you Read into all of the all of that because I would like to make that a, uh, a part of what we're doing next. Maybe the next time the gym comes on. If Max is watching right now, call in Max. T Webs 1111 says grateful for you and Matt and Rob. Shout out to Rob. Thanks for all that you do. You are loved. Thank you T. Thank you. And thank you River Pike. The wolf sound. I know it's coming from it's coming from Matt's uh, area and uh, he's sitting perfectly still. I don't know. I, I told Mike about it when we did our, our, clean, our spring cleaning here. I told Mike about it. We did several tests. There it is again. I don't, I don't I know. I don't what, hear anything. There it is. Yeah, I don't hear it. There it is. It's so weird. I don't hear it. It's only when I, it's only when I cut Matt's mic out. It's not happening now. So it's coming from the second, the second, uh, the second track on the mixer. So I don't know if it's a, the mixer just needs to be replaced. Maybe it does. That's another thing I gotta spend money on. Then fine, I need things to write off. That's the whole name of the game these days. Can't save anything because you gotta write it off, or else you're just gonna give it to the, the the government, which is ridiculous. Anyway, listen to this. This is from October 4th, 2002, Coast to Coast, Art Bell. It is from a Art Bell, All Things Art Bell channel that popped up on Rumble, which I, I, I thought was great that somebody is starting to archive all this stuff on Rumble because there's some great Art Bell archived archival um, channels on YouTube that you just know is not going to last forever. Which sucks because there's just so much good stuff. I download as much as I can, but it's good that somebody's putting it on Rumble. Now I have this marked off right now. He's about to take a call from someone in Maryland, east of the Rockies, and it's from October of 2002. So you know that we're going into Iraq in 2003. And I want you to listen to what this caller says, uh, much to the chagrin of Art, who has obviously bought the Iraq war hook line and sinker and it's just amazing to show how 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 things change over time <laughs> he's he's here on the air hello art yes um i'm against uh, i'm against this uh, war with iraq oh you are why yes, sir because uh, i think any it, it could ignite the whole middle east it could possibly even start world war 3 it could do all of that 
Uh, you, you know, it could do all of that, and nobody would dispute that with you. Uh, but, but, but then, on the other hand, uh, what if it's true that they have bugs that will kill us, and they're working actively on that, and they will release them and try to kill all Americans? Now, I mean, gee, what do you do about that? He's, when he says bugs, he means viruses. And earlier in this episode, October 2002, there was a, a small news I don't know, a news brief on how the Bush White House was considering a nationwide smallpox vaccine mandate. And, I mean, we were going through everything. We, we had gone through the anthrax thing already and, uh, and then, of course, smallpox. And, and, and here we are with the, these bubbling suspicions that Iraq was, was about to engage in biological warfare with us. And, and we're on the eve of the launch of a, a major two-decade-long war. Here you go. Well, Israel has a lot of uh, uh, nukes and everything. No one's putting pressure on them. What, is that, what does that have to do with what I just said? Because the no, whole... I'm, I'm saying if, they have, if they're making stuff to kill us, and they have the intent to kill us, you know, they will do it, then what would you do? Well, how do you, how do you know we're not... Uh... How do you know that the United States is not planning to commit genocide against the Iraqi people? And, and what, what is just or right about that? Uh, I just heard you're about, and you're either in New England or in Canada, more likely in Canada, right? No, sir. I'm in, uh, I'm in uh, District Heights, Maryland. I do have a slight accent. You do. I mean, My you must was... you... I love the, Mac, the accent. Take what he just said right there. Genocide against Iraqi people. Here we are 20 years later. Over a million have been killed. Men, women, children, all like, uh, probably far more disfigured. Must be from Canada or somehow. No, my mother was born in England. In England. Well, you said a boot. Well, whatever. But uh... <laughs> anyway, uh, come on now. Hit me square on with an honest answer to my question. There's significant, even perhaps overwhelming evidence. They're brewing bugs to kill us all over here, and they will use them. And I'm, I'm asking you honestly what you would do about that. Now, can you give me an answer to that or not? What I would do is apologize to the Iraqi people oh. for the for the uh, and and for what we did to them during the Gulf War, because hundreds of thousands of Iraqis were murdered, civilians. That, right? was, that, that actually that That's was what I would that, do. that was a war though, right? I mean, that what was a war. It? And what does that mean? We people, had no people, right. People we had no right to get ourselves involved in it. You, you don't think so? In other words. Uh, even though they, they had taken over Kuwait by force and they were massing to go into uh, uh, Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah, yeah, the 51st and the 52nd state of the United States. I forgot. Kuwait and Saudi Arabia. Uh, and they were going to go romping across the Middle East. Uh, no reason to get involved. See, Kuwait was, all, Kuwait was originally part of Iraq. <laughs> all right, sir, I, I, uh, I thank you very much. And... Uh, you can report back you got the information on the air. Yeah, well, too... I don't think you can report that you had much of an effect, at least not on me. Didn't have an effect. Well, and, and the people who would call in afterwards, they would agree that that guy was a little loony and whatever, and we got to do what we got to do for patriotism and all that stuff. And, hey, well, I, I was in high school at this time. I was in high school... All we knew, uh, we weren't looking very deeply into a lot of things, and uh, all we knew is that we were at war and that we had to get Osama bin Laden. So, But from a 
from a, I appreciate this from the standpoint of considering how outlandish something may seem at a certain time that some people can't handle it. Some people have the op- the opportunity to come up and, and say it, and uh, it, it may not be received very well, but that guy was spot on. That guy was spot on. No matter how much life was lost during in Kuwait and all the lies that were told for us to go into there, um, million, a million or so more would still come. So as far as what the future holds, I don't know. But here's what I wanted to do. I wanted to inject a little bit, a little tidbit of wisdom for consideration because we always talk about how bad things are getting and where they can go and what we do as a countermeasure to that to just enjoy our lives a little bit while it all shakes out. While the inevitable and while what you need to just accept as part of the human condition continues to play out. Conflict, confusion. Jash Dolani, who on Twitter goes by at Old Books Guy. I love this this account. Old Books Guy. He shares new ideas from old books and he threads a lot on really great figures from history and, and other good topics. And we've used his threads in the past. He did a C.S. Lewis thread. And it's all about how culture breaks out, even in the most unexpected places. And it's a little bit, it's a testament of the human condition, the human will, and creativity, and just what we are. So here you go. C.S. Lewis almost died in the trench, in trench warfare of World War I. He became best friends with, uh, with Tolkien, sold 100 million books. On the cusp of World War II, he gave an iconic lecture at Oxford University in 1939. His question, does beauty matter when bombs start falling? This is his profound answer. The permanent human situation is endless strife, chaos, and pain. C.S. Lewis said the following, quote, Human life has always been lived on the edge of a precipice. Human culture has always had to exist under the shadow of something infinitely more important than itself. Yet culture breaks out. Next next uh, tweet. If we waited for peace to create, to create art in particular, the first cave painting would still not be made. Always some imminent danger looking more important than culture. Lewis said to this, If men had postponed the search for knowledge and beauty until they were secure, the search would never have begun. As far as insect life versus human life goes, C.S. Lewis said the following, The insects have chosen a different line. They have sought first the material welfare and security of the hive, and presumably they have their reward. Men are different. So Jash goes on to say that we demand not just mere continuity, but variety, growth, and adventure. And yes, we are adventurers. C.S. Lewis on why humans are truly unique species. Quote, men propound mathematical theorems in beleaguered cities. They conduct metaphysical arguments in condemned cells. They make jokes on scaffolds and comb their hair at Thermopylae. This is not panache. This is our nature. I love that. I love that, especially that last, na- that last line. They comb their hair at Thermopylae. Like, why? Why even comb your hair when we're over here, we 300 facing down a legion of Persians? No, because this is just what is in our nature as uh, 
as humans. On the front line, soldiers don't talk about the allied cause or the progress of the campaign, he said. They are instead concerned with stories, myths, fateful, open-ended questions. They desire, quote, aesthetic satisfactions, end quote. If they won't read good books, they will read bad ones. C.S. Lewis on good ideas, he goes, good philosophy must exist if for no other reason because bad philosophy needs to be answered. (laughs) There's the whole point of censorship right there. The cool intellect must work not only against cool intellect on the other side, but against the muddy heathen mysticisms which deny intellect altogether. On the soul feeding on truth and beauty, like the body feeds on food, he says, God makes no appetite in vain. We can therefore pursue knowledge and beauty in the sure confidence that by doing so, we are either advancing the vision of God ourselves or indirectly helping others to do so. C.S. Lewis also spoke on why we must study the past. He said the following, quote, Not that the past has any magic about it, but because we cannot study the future and yet need something to set against the present to remind us that the basic assumptions have been quite different in different periods. As far as past as immunity from the New Age bullshit, he said this, and I I love this one in particular. This is a great quote. A man who has lived in many places is not likely to be deceived by the local errors of his village. The scholar has lived in many times and is therefore immune from the great cataract of nonsense that pours from the press of his own age. So pretty much saying that those, it's a, it's a, it's a good way of saying, an, an interesting way of saying that those who study history are, uh, you know, you learn from it, you're not doomed to repeat it, that whole line. But it's, it's even, it's deeper when you start talking about how you are literally time traveling and what you take, whereas if you, you live around the world, I haven't been very, very many places, but a book can take you to a lot of places and it can also take you to different times and you can start assessing what people think, why they think, and you hold it up against the very shallow, politically expedient bullshit, the 1619 Project bullshit that is really only developed for shallow thinking people to forcibly gain political control and of course put their hands on the levers of power and of money and the flow of money inside of big, ugly systems like government and NGOs and all that other stuff. That's the difference between somebody who's seeking a little bit of a balanced perspective of where we came from and where we're going, possibly, and those who want to weaponize the past through negativist, shallow, false understandings and apply it to people around you, uh, creating some sort of a crutch for you and a burden to be borne by everybody else. But that's a wonderful one there. Here's the last of it. Jash says, don't wait for spare time to know what you want to know and to chase what you want to chase. C.S. Lewis says, the only people who achieve much are those who want knowledge so badly that they seek it while the conditions are still unfavorable. Favorable conditions never come. So what I want to bring up with you guys and gals for the, next, for the rest of the show, as we're going to take a really quick break here, um, I would like to ask you, I mean, this is why I like coming up with topics like this for nights like this. It's not frivolous. I think it's very important. For the rest of the show, I encourage you to call in and answer this one question. You can call in with whatever, but I would love to hear some of the about this. 
If pressure makes diamonds, as they say, tell me about a time in which you accomplished something really great under a time of great stress. And I'm not talking about you you built a bridge and you carved a masterpiece out of marble, but you, you accomplished something. I'll give you an example. I told this, sh- this story on the show a long time ago. I had a one of my personal training clients, longtime personal training clients. I still still talk to her and keep in touch. She's in her mid-80s now, but she was in her 70s back when this happened. Her name was Sue. And Sue, her husband John was uh, very sick. He had cancer, he was dying, and they were still trying to uh, to do everything they could for him. And I would go to the, the house, we would you know, work out, I'd see John, see how, how he's doing, and he was a very pleasant guy, and, and they, they were a good couple, they really were. And it uh, he wasn't in the house this day, I went to go work out with Sue, and she told me when I got there, really bad news that they had officially told them that there's no more, there's nothing that they can do anymore. And it's just really about managing care, palliative care, things like that. There's nothing else that can help him. So it was a, a, a kind of a, it was a tense situation in the house. Their, her, their kids were by, everybody was emotional, but holding it all together and whatever. And uh, the kids were going to the hospital to be with their father. And uh, Sue stayed behind because she wanted to work out with me still. I said, are you sure? You know, I, I said, you, we can just sit down and talk. We can, whatever you want. And she said, no, I, I want to work out. So it was, um, and she had to be about 77, 78 years old at this point. And she loved doing planks. I hate doing planks, but she loved them. She loved, she loved the burn and she just, she wanted more. To, well, she did not outpace herself from the day before she was pissed off. She would get mad. She she would go, shucks, I wanted that fourth minute. And she was averaging about four-minute plank at this time. All right, holding that plank for four minutes, flat back, tight stomach, controlled breath. And, you know, I would talk her through it. She would say, tell me a story, Frank. And I would just tell her stories, uh, talk to her about what's going on with my Little League team at the time or whatever. I would just keep her mind occupied because the time goes by quicker. Well, that day, um, when she was told that nothing could be done to save her husband at that point, and she was obviously working through a lot, she got down on the floor, and she did a 7-minute and 20-second plank. A 7-minute, 20-second plank. The, the week prior, her, the, the, you know, her high water mark was four minutes. She added over three minutes to this plank. She would not, she, she wouldn't budge. That was, I mean, that was like me, I don't know. That was something very special for me because I knew what I was seeing there. And you want to talk about an accomplishment, that's what I mean. Anything like that. So uh, we're going to take a really quick break. We've got a half hour to go. I'd love to get a lot more of your calls in on this. And, uh, and we can even drag this into tomorrow night as well. So this will be a preview. This will be a part A for tomorrow night, which we'll do this and the other topic and just hang out. So I hope to see you back here at the end of this really quick break. 914-595-6953. Well, I'm sick and tired of smart guys.
Harvey, want anything special for your birthday? Just a decent cup of coffee. You're kidding. I'm serious. Honey, your coffee's undrinkable. It's pretty harsh. Well, so's your coffee. You know, the girls down at the office make better coffee on their hot plates. Well, see you later. And he didn't even kiss me goodbye. You know, if I could just make a decent cup of coffee, I could relax. So, relax. Why don't you try instant Folgers? Tastes good as fresh perked. Good as fresh perked? I'll surprise Harvey for his birthday tonight. Hey, great coffee. It's instant Folgers. Doesn't it taste good as fresh perked? Better. Better than those girls make at the office. Honey, their coffee can't hold a candle to yours. Instant Folgers taste good as fresh perked. Try it. You're listening to Quite Frankly. Uh, ah, 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 oh, come on. Ah, 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 come on. Get it out. Let's jump right into it. 914-595-6953. It's me. It's Matt. We're just hanging out. Matt, do you have any stories like that from your life? I mean, it doesn't have to really be like earth shattering for other people, but a time where you were really having a rough, rough, rough moment and, and you did something that just felt like a good enough accomplishment to just be like something went my way. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Not really like that. I bet I you. Don't if you know, had I some can't time. really think, but I bet if you I remember had some one time. time there was uh, a job I was at, and I had to go on this roof, and I got the forty-foot ladder, and we fully extended the forty-foot ladder, and it still didn't reach the fucking roof. So my boss was like, "All right, I'll come by with my truck." I'm like, "Oh, okay." You know, put the fucking ladder in the back of the pickup truck, put it on the fucking roof. Then, I dude, I went up there. I almost cried. I'm scared of heights, and uh, I'm scared of ladders. Oh, man. Dude, I, I almost cried, and I'm just like, all right, I got to do it. And I just went up on the roof. I was like, Dude, I, I, remember going <laughs> ha- I remember going halfway up a roof with you, and I'd say, man, I'm not doing this. I was just up on the 40-footer today, actually. It was, it was Closing that, up a squirrel hole. What were, you, what were you doing with the one that you almost cried? Bats? It was, uh, do you know, uh, 
across where the cemetery is, there's that like dead end street. What is it like Wyman Street or whatever the fuck it is over yeah. there? Yeah. And there's those, that complex over there. It was that complex, that really tall complex? Uh, I think it was for like flying squirrels or squirrels or something. I didn't even know that we had we had flying squirrels around here. Yeah, they're nocturnal, and you don't see them outside. Nocturnal. So. Let's take some calls. All right, four one two. You're on the air. What do you got for us? Hey, Frank. Hi. Hey, how are you? God bless you. I, uh, I'm doing pretty well. I, I just wanted to call it, uh, you know, like at, at first this time I listened to everybody talking about everything that's going on. Um, I just want to express a little bit of a positive sign. Uh, 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 first, uh, are, are, am I on speakerphone? No, actually you're on my earbuds but i have a fan on the back that okay. any better yeah i uh, know is any way that you can just do it the old-fashioned way without the buds let's see how this works okay give me one second i'm okay. sorry yeah it's just it, it, the, the the sound quality is going to get a lot better than it is i do apologize well well um, okay just you know what go, go right ahead and just uh let me see what you got to say How's that? It sounds a lot more stable. Thank you. Great, great. I'm sorry for the delay. I just want to say about when we were talk talking about, you know, all the things that are going on and, and every, everything that everyone has to do, I think that the biggest thing is people have to remember to be patient. And everything that we're going through right now is just because we have known this for such a long time, we're very impatient about it. And to just stay calm and keep doing what we're doing because it's all working on our side. And as long as we stay strong and in God and stay calm and keep leaning on each other, we have this. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. It's a, it's, a, it's a very big learning experience. And like I said, that night when Anomaly was on, there's a lot of people right now who are, are scraping their knees for the first time. And uh, I think they're, they're, they're starting to realize that there is a, there's a whole lot of darkness and it's it's going to re require us to find intestinal fortitude that we have not been required to have up until now about all of our creature comforts that we were you know very confident would always be around for us and thanks for the call they're going away soon and it's just going to be us and that's a that's a great challenge and it's a it's an opportunity to for a new chapter uh 785 you're on the air who's this Hey, Frank, it's uh, the Sentinel from Theta TV, and I'm just saying hey. Hello, Sentinel. Uh, this evening. You bet. Um, great show. Love the topics tonight. Uh, in response to the general question for this segment, I had uh, a little story. Um, back uh, in 2008, on my second deployment to Iraq, um, battalion was really pressuring me to get the Iraqis who had just recently come up from Baghdad to our area in the Dubai province, just 40 miles west of the Iranian border, uh, to do more patrols. But it just happened to be Ramadan. Hmm. And uh, they didn't want to didn't want to work during the day because they were fasting. Well, then uh, their Humvee broke down and they had flat tires. They had no maintenance support. And fortunately, due to military standards, once you like lose like a quarter inch off of a Humvee tire, uh, it requires to be changed, and the sand just tears these tires up. Still good tires. 
uh, most people would run them themselves in the private economy. And I had pallets of them. So I bribed that guy to uh, leverage his need to get uh, tires uh, to, to give me extra patrols during Ramadan. Um, I tried everything before. I went up and played chess with every one of his officers, you know, drank the grape juice, uh, talked, whatever, but I couldn't get him a budge. But when they had a maintenance problem, I got to use that, and it kind of uh, made things work out for me. So it was, a, it, was a, it was a win, and it was a way to capitalize on their need. Uh, the second thing I wanted to mention, if you don't mind, is we're talking about AI, and we're talking about all these things. And it made me think tonight of how relevant the cult classic Logan's Run is to things that are going on today. Mm. Uh, the Sandman uh, is kind of like the police to the to the universe. There, uh, we have people putting themselves on the the uh, on the circuit to come and kind of hook up, and uh, we have an AI running running the uh, the whole program. And it's about sustainability, and they ran out of plankton years ago, so they were basically the whole point of renewal was to provide food for people. And people were seeking some way to get out of the deep state, and they were looking for the sanctuary. So it might be something to look at. I didn't realize it was a book till I had this idea, and I looked it up, and it, there's actually a book about this. Yeah. And uh, it might be something to look at in the future. It, 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 yeah, it could be. It really could be because the Brave New World is obviously it shouldn't be the last one, the last book in this genre for us to um, to, to read even in book club. And thanks again for the call, Sentinel from Theta, uh, because th there's a lot. In fact, I think it was Jay Dyer or someone else I was talking to recently who said that they had lined up all of the dystopian novel movies uh, chronologically. So you have Logan's Run in, in there, Brave New World, 1984, uh, Running Man, you know, all, all all this stuff. And even even newer ones like Equilibrium, that definitely belongs in there. Good movie. It's a great movie. That's well, uh, most on-screen kills in, uh, in ever, any movie ever made. I bring it Equilibrium. up. I bring it up a, a pretty Christian good amount. Bale. When was the last time you watched it? been a while actually we should watch it yeah. we should watch it again sometime um we should definitely put maybe i'll put it on the the network this weekend because next weekend is palm sunday that's my birthday next weekend and um i think that uh, for the next two sundays there's going to be barbecues barbecues it's easter after that easter barbecue i would i'd be down Can't for wait it. for the fatat yeah and the bread. Let's take some more calls. 914-595-6953. Dwayne Thompson says, you both have fantastic shirts. Where can I find them? Well, this is the Genuine Patriot sh line. I don't know if they're still in business. I seem to remember that they were not, uh, there's some changing change going on over there, and they're not in business. But I have. I just wore this. I was hoping someone that works with Trump saw it and then gave me a job. Yeah? Yeah, I would work for free. I don't care. You, you're probably going to get that job eventually. 609, you're on the air. Hey, Frank. Yo, what's up? Hey, who's this? This is Radar NJ. Hey, Ray. Ray from NJ. Ray, what's going on? It's, geez. I don't know. Uh, the last, how, I don't are know. You, how are you, Papa Frank? <laughs> hey, listen, have you ever called in before? I have. Okay, because if you have, 
It has been a very long time. I feel like we only ever oh, talk through Super Chats. It truly has. It truly has. Well, I hope you're well. Well, I, Oh, I am, Frank. I'm glad you're doing well as well. <laughs> hey, a real quick um, story from stress. And you know how it is making deadlines, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, a, I'm a sign maker, have a sign company. And years ago, we had everybody working in the shop putting together all these signs for a group of apartment complexes down south in the D.C. area. So I had a deadline to meet for all the managers. I had the guy that I was sub, um, that was a general contractor. I'm trying to meet his demands. We load up, you know, the U-Haul with the mom's attic and all these signs were net. But as we're going south from South Jersey, we got Hurricane Gloria heading up north. Now, it's just me and my buddy Walter, and thank goodness we're still in contact today. And we get down to Maryland, and the first job site, we're digging to put in this sign, and we are on rock. So we end up scrambling. We do two-by-fours. We do some concrete because the one post is shallower than we want it to be, yada, yada. But long story short, Frank, we made it through all these apartment complexes and got our butts in a high-rise hotel in Baltimore when Gloria finally hit in that area. We slept through the night. The building's rocking a little bit, but we slept because we were exhausted. And we get in the U-Haul, and we're heading empty back up north to South Jersey to the shop. And we're seeing all the debris all over, but the sun is shining. And we get up to the shop, and we've accomplished what we needed to do. But the main thing is we made it from a team effort. When you're under stress and you got things that are insurmountable up facing you in the in the face it's by a team effort that usually and all really always you're successful Mm. so i just wanted to share that with you right it's a great share too i love that story that's that's wonderful hey let me ask you this so you you get yeah. out you get out of the hotel the storm is uh, the storm is uh, is behind you now it's it's time to get on back home mm-hmm. mission accomplished did your signs survive Yeah they did Okay they did. you know hurricane hurricane gloria wasn't all that bad um back in the day I think it kind of was more offshore it wasn't like sandy that hit us or irene but it was it was still pretty hellacious but yeah we we got no complaints and, Guess what? We got paid. Good. That's all. That's wonderful. And Ray, I hope you call in more often. This was such, so nice to hear from you and such a great story. Exactly the kind of thing I was looking for. Well, back at you, buddy, Frank. You do a tremendous job. You uplift more people than you know. Thank, and I thank you. Thank you, Ray. And keep in touch, please. You bet your buddy. All right, there you go. Ray's been around for a great many years. He has. It's just it's crazy how fast the years go by. To, to be to be totally honest with you, uh, here we go. Uh, we got a, a rumble ran from Larkstar. Says Frank, thanks for all your hard work and Matt's laugh. You want to see Matt laugh? Well, we can. I, I can go through. We just did our AI uh, with. Oh, no, maybe tomorrow night we'll go through all of your old your old pictures if you're going to be here for the tomorrow night show. Uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt's maybe pictures. Maybe there'll be some new ones by then. Oh. That would be great. Oh, oh and, and, and what do I'll, I have to do? I do I have work. I have work tomorrow. Well, I have to 
I got. I also have in my phone. I also have all the fake headlines that you guys created. <laughs> uh, it, it all started. It all started with with Mike. No, I think Anthony started it, didn't he? Ant, no, I think Mike started this, and then Anthony picked it up, and he started doing. Um, <clears throat> like for example, this is. Here, I just sent this to myself an email so I can show people. Uh, Anthony and Mike, they found some kind of a generator for fake headline news <laughs> and they they took a picture of me yeah they took a picture of me but just for my lips for some reason i don't know what the hell's going on here it's yeah you can't um you can't like zoom in and out of the picture i look for a different one i look for one where you can type more shit or where it can move on the bottom i couldn't find any well th this one came from mike and here's the headline. There's my lips. This is from Aurora's baptism picture with me and my family. <laughs> breaking breaking news. Host of Quite Frankly supports the trans community. And, and then, it, and then it, it quotes me by saying, be who you really wish to be. That's definitely Mike. That's, That's definitely, definitely Mike. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony's be who went, you wish to be. Will be who you really wish to be. Uh, you, you know the one that really killed me? <laughs> the one of Anthony. Which one? The one of Anthony where he, he called... You know how Anthony aged himself and messed his hair up? And it, uh, I th yeah, 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 yeah. That one, when I saw that, I, 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 I almost choked. I made that one. I almost choked to death. I I uh, I, dude, I almost choked to death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was crying when I made it too because he looks so disheveled. Should I save this for tomorrow? Put it now. Okay. Do it tomorrow too. We'll do it tomorrow. Got the dick things tomorrow too, bro. I'll find more of those too. The dick. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Tomorrow night. Uh, okay, so here is. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, so Anthony. <laughs> I'm all tingled up in this fucking No, wire. wait, wait until you look at it again. trying to do is really make one about the uh, the Patreon member, the guy that contributed to his Patreon, yes. that it ruined his career. Yes. <laughs> like he was outed as a white supremacist. Or I couldn't fit all the words. <coughs> so, Anthony, uh, uh, when, when, when all these face aging apps... <laughs> When all these aging apps came out, we all went nuts with them. Uh, Matt was actually playing with these things before everybody started using them. It, it became a big trend on the internet for a little while. Matt was 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 going nuts with these like eight eight months prior. 
And once he started doing it, Mike wanted to try it out. Anthony wanted to try it out. So Anthony took this, this amazing picture of himself where he screwed his hair up. The aging things, it recedes your hairline and all that stuff. And it, and it adds just, it makes your face look weathered and worn and just old. And, and old in a very convincing way. So Anthony made this picture of him where he's just kind of like, <laughs> he's just kind of staring off. <laughs> And, and he just, he looks, he looks like he is, he's just regretting his whole life. <laughs> he's regretting his entire life. So Matt went and he made this one. He made, he made this, ready? Here it is. There's the picture. The headline, breaking news, YouTube star found drunkenly wandering. And then the quote underneath. The quote, the quote from Anthony. Because it's something he would say, kind of. The quote from Anthony underneath. I have had enough, claims Star. That's all he had to tell the press. Mr. Vincent, are you drunkenly wandering? I, yes, I've had enough. He just looks so unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yeah yeah we'll do these tomorrow alright cause there's more there's more but I'm just gonna cry myself to sleep <laughs> man oh man 914-595-6953 914-595-6953 call in you can be the last caller of the week Last caller of the week. Who wants it? <laughs> Who wants it? Come and get it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what the hell I'm doing anymore. enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough. All right. Chris from the Berkshires. What's going on? Hey, Frank. Two nights in a row. Congratulations. So give us a nice uh, a zippy story. The last the last time I called you up, I got you canceled off of YouTube for a week. So oh, yeah. Now that you're off of YouTube. Yeah, that was all That was all you. It was all you. <laughs> uh, I called because the people in the chat room that I'm in are dying to know, Matt, how is the new kitten? Oh, she's good. Yeah, she's good. She's really fresh and she's smart. Did she know any new you know, tricks? Nah, she just climbs up on my shoulders and she she sits down on my shoulders and she'll lay down and just chill there. She's really smart, though, bro. She's really smart. Chris, which uh, which chat room are you representing right now? Uh, I, I do the Twitch thing, man. All the Twitchies. I want to say hi to all of you. Nice. So I was gonna I was gonna say. Well, my last thing is there's a porcupine. I gotta know. There's a porcupine at the mountain I work at. You know. Have you ever had to deal with a porcupine, Matt? Because them, them fuckers... No, nah, they're not really the around here. They're not really... Even when we go, like, to upstate, like, to Saratoga and to Lake George, even up there, I don't see them. But once I, like, cross into Vermont, you start seeing them yeah. dead on the road all over the place. We have... Yeah, I, I don't I'm know like what's right up with on, that. Um, we have actually, yeah. we have porcupines in the state of New York? There, there are, yeah, but you don't see yeah. them here in Vermont. Like, that was the first time I've ever seen a porcupine in the wild was a dead one on the side of the road in Vermont. Yeah, I, 
I saw a couple of them. I'm just south of Vermont. We got we got them fucking everywhere. Yeah, so. I gotta admit, Chris, I I never knew where they were, where what was native for the porcupine. I know that it it, it was found. It can be found in North America. I just didn't, never knew. So this is news to me that it's even this that close to New York. Oh yeah, yeah. If I was if I was uh, you know Matt and I ever had to you know. Encompass a porcupine. I would probably just be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call out for the rest of the day because that shit is just no fun." They, they literally shoot quills at you, dude. How am I supposed to? How do you compete with that? They They're shoot. Armed. I would, I would figure something out. They shoot. Yeah, I mean, you're, you did. you're not they even afraid of sharks, so of course you're not afraid of fucking porcupine. <laughs> Wait a second. You got ten steps of how to defeat a shark. I'm sure you got eleven <laughs> steps on how to defeat I, a porcupine. I thought that. Yeah, I just thought trick it. I thought <laughs> yeah. that the wait, wait, wait. The, the, the porcupine. I thought that its main form of defense. It doesn't like shoot out like like that. I well, mean, if you get them. close enough to it, it it can it'll get you. I thought that it was just there that if you go in, the quills are going to get you and hook on and and and, and it's just going to run. Away. But they can actually they can actually project that projectile. No, I mean they're not launching them at, at at yards at a time. But I mean, like you said, you get within a couple, you know, six inches, it'll get you. It's like it. What? Wow. Okay. They flip their tails, they say. Then they fly. Uh, okay. So people say they flip their tails. I got to see. Maybe I can go on. And your... they eat tree bark, dude. They eat tree bark. This shit is crazy. Yeah, they're crazy. The one up my mountain, it's got this tiny little, you know, like tree that it's been climbing in all winter and, and clearly eating. The whole fucking tree is basically stripped. It's the craziest thing. Okay. Hold on. A por- Living off a of tree bark. Porcupine attack. Yeah, it's not like it shoots it out. It just it quills it up or whatever the the term is for it. You know. Hold on, let me see here. Here's a porcupine. That's it. Man, I these things are. This is a little tiny thing. They're they're bigger than you think. The one that in our in, at the at the place I look at, people were calling up and saying they thought it was like a little bear cub. So I mean, they're they're a little they're not like a bear bear cub like that size, but they're definitely you know larger than a house cat and you know probably smaller than a regular dog. But still, they're you know fifteen twenty pounds. Oh damn! I uh, yeah. wow! Does this person pulling their quills out of what the hell's going on with this one? Armed uh, and dangerous, man. Armed and dangerous. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I I guess I didn't really pay them any mind. And I don't see them around here, but um, but yeah, okay. Well, thanks for the call, Chris. You guys have a great weekend. All right. So, Matt, what would what would I your could easily defeat a, uh, a porcupine in one on one combat? Well, if this thing doesn't actually fire the quills at you, then all you got to do is put that little rope thing around its yeah, neck, well, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, and then that's it. Or I would just get you know like one of those thick uh, canvas blankets, toss it over it, wrap it up. Whack him against a fucking oil. A oil. Man, this this leopard went up against a porcupine. What the hell's it thinking? It's got quills all up in its face. Damn. Quilled by a porcupine. I'm Coyote Peterson. Oh, this dude's crazy. You ever watch this dude? Porcupine. Uh-huh. As you can see, he's covered in quills. He goes around, he lets all the animals bite him or do whatever they do. Like he had a bunch of bullet ants fucking destroy his arm. Bees sting him. Let's see, hold on. For me, this is going to be a really unique experience. Stepping on stonefish. This dude's crazy. This will no way cause any harm to the porcupine. Their quills are nothing more than modified hairs, and they continually grow over the life of the animal. 
The only one who's going to experience any discomfort is me. Tell okay. you, you don't want to get quilled in the face. That would be pretty bad. All right, what I want to do is agitate those Well, how would you get quilled in the face unless you sm you smash your head into it, right? Unless this thing shoots. Okay, here we go. Well, I want to see how this guy gets quilled. Hard hairs, and then he should thrust his tail off. Hold on, let me turn off all this closed captioning. I'm guessing maybe when they flip their tail, some of the some of them shoot off. Here we go. Into my hand. Are you ready? Uh, I love how I get myself into these things. One, two. Ooh. Oh. Yep. There we go. That's a handful of quills. What? Look, it's pinching his nerve. You seen it? Really aren't that bad. It's those ones right there. Can you see how deep those are into my finger? It hurts to move my finger right now. I mean, I think they touch bone. <laughs> but it looked like he barely tapped him. Is there a slow motion of the of the attack? Because it looked like he barely got tapped. They should have had a slow motion. Hold on, we got to go back. Because yeah, you should watch this dude's video. He's insane. Hold on. Here we go. He should thrust his tail up into my hand. Are you ready? Uh, I love how I get myself into these things. And one, two, boom. Yep, there we go. Okay. That's a handful. Damn, I, I did not know that this was uh, a northeast thing. Dude, that lobster bite his fucking hand. His hoyland. Yeah, his hoyland. <laughs> hoyland. Uh, all right. Jeez, so we ended with porcupines tonight. I didn't expect that. Um, I'm going, and of course, I, sh I should have saved the C.S. Lewis thing for a night. We'd done that from the first hour, get all these calls in. But maybe we can do some more of that tomorrow. I don't know. Anyway, a lot of great stuff happened tonight. I'm glad we were able to do it together. Uh, thank you to, there's a lot more people on, on Foxhole that came through. Cave Toad. River Pike with a whole bunch of cookies. Cave Toad again with a ship. Have you ever considered inviting John B. Wells on your show? He's been killing it on Caravan and Ark lately. I love John's John B. Wells' show, and I I am I do have a line open to him, and I told him I would love to have him on my show, uh, especially after he invited me on his. Uh, I feel I think that's like two years ago now, so I would love to have him on because that that just uh, we can talk about anything with that guy. Uh, Lisa says, "Gift uh, says just noticed Matt is wearing the shirt I sent him, and that his that and his laughter made my day." So Lisa is the one that uh, sent that to you. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah, there you go. Cave Toad says, "Mad Pill made an MP3 of the laugh. It will be a ringtone soon. I'm going to use it for work." Matt fans unite. Do you know that? What? Did he just send that uh, Mad Pill in the chat room? has made an mp3 of your laugh so that people are uh, it seems like at least a, a, a small group of people out there it'll probably grow are going to use your laugh as a ringtone i hope it gets to trump and that's his ringtone oh, and he and he's at like a press conference or something one day and someone calls him and he forgets to turn it off and it's it was like, that's, that's Matt's laugh that'd be awesome oh wow i mean that would be like my life's accomplishment i would never try and do anything again <laughs> I would never try to kill myself again. <laughs> I know that it was all for good, good cause. Let's see what else do we have. And uh, that's it. That's it. And over on, quite frankly, superchat.com, you both have fantastic. Oh, that's from Dwayne. And, you know, again, um, thank you, everybody who's watching on Odyssey tonight. There's 12 people watching on Odyssey right now. I know uh, some people are probably like, whoa, is this happening? He hasn't been on here since April of 2022. Yes, 
Well, at least for the next week, we'll see what we can do um, to split it all up at the end of next week. I, I want to be everywhere that I can. It's just very hard to do so many places restreamed out to and rebroadcasted from one machine without bottlenecking something. So uh, hello to everybody on Odyssey, and thank you, everybody, on Theta and Foxhole on QuiteFrankly.tv. I'll be there in a little bit to hang out with you all. The weekend roundup is about to begin on the website, so go there and chill. Rumble, DLive, Twitch, Rockfin. It's been a good one, guys. Good one, guys. Thank you, guys, one and all. You've been wonderful. And, Matt, thank you again for hanging out with me, man. Thank you, Francis. Hope you have a great weekend. But it sounds like I'll see you tomorrow, so that's nice. Indeed. Yes. All right, guys. Have a good one. Nighty-night. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is film for a live studio audience. And now our super chatter, starting with Dwayne Thompson, Shotzi, Shake and Bake, Dr. Cox, KT Sky D, Larkstar 444. And, uh, and that's all we have. Thank you to our wonderful friends across Pill that just released a scratching over there. And I'll see you on quitefrankly.tv. Become a sponsor over the weekend. I'd love to welcome you aboard. I will see you tomorrow for the Saturday night special. Nighty night. alas are the fewest but be one of these if you can in duty ne'er fail you will find twill avail you and bring its reward when a man don't think life plain sailing there's danger of failing though bright the future seem to be but bright honor and labor and truth to your neighbor will bear you safe over life's seas then up and be doing, right only pursuing, and take your fair part in the strife. Be honest and true, boys, whatever you do, boys. Let this be your motto through life.